This week's episode of Inbox Besties is brought to you by the Back to Business Free Bundle going on March 7th through the 11th. So if you're listening to this in real time, make sure you head on over to backtobusinessbundle.com right now to get on the VIP waitlist so you will get early access to the 34 free amazing courses, templates, downloads, and eBooks that you can only get exclusively through March 11th. Again, it opens on March 7th. Now, without further ado, let's kick it over to the episode. Group coaching programs, integrators, running your own agency. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perv. Now let's get to it. Oh, welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Oster here. And this week's episode, like I'd mentioned, is sponsored by the Back to Business Bundle, which is going to be going on exclusively from March 7th through the 11th. So if you're listening to this in real time, it opens next Monday and it closes next Friday, where you're going to be able to get access to 30 five different gifts. So head on over to backtobusinessbundle.com right now to get on the wait list. And you know, if this happens to be after the Back to Business Bundle is over, I always have some free goodies lying over on that website for you. So head on over anyways. This week's episode, I have to be completely honest with you because it was so good. And we talk about so many things. We have Jordan, who is one of our contributors to the Back to Business Bundle. She runs easyscale.com and or easyscaling.com, I should say. And she is just so fantastic. And we talk about so many things. I do want to address the elephant in the room, guys. I'm sick right now while recording the intro, but I was not during the interview. So you only have to deal with my needsliness for this little bit. So we talk about how Jordan made one pivot in her actual coaching business, because she's had several, that basically got her booked out in like two weeks after she had been struggling for months and seriously just thinking, you know what? I'm just I'm kind of done with business right now. I've run enough. Um, I've been an author. I've sold other businesses. Like maybe I should just sort of throw in the towel. And it is just such, well, it doesn't seem like a major change. It is such a minor shift that had such a big impact. You're definitely going to want to listen to that. But where Jordan's real sweet spot is, is running and helping other entrepreneurs, honestly, facilitate their group coaching programs. And like I said, she does run an agency that's going to help you if you ever was like reading the book Traction. And I'll put a link down below if you're interested in it. And you're like, man, I need an integrator, you know, that like an Abby person that Kate keeps talking about that will clean up my messes and make sure my systems and processes work and tame the fire. Well, it turns out that Jordan actually runs an agency where you can hire an outside, basically COO to help you out. So we talk a little bit about that towards the end, but like I said, mainly we're going to be talking about structuring some group coaching programs because she is giving you guys an amazing group coaching program starter pack in the back to business bundle. And so we had actually talked about like what stuff that she wanted to include and she just kept on adding to it and adding to it. I'm just like, she's, oh, she's giving you guys so much. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness. Now I think I want to run a group coaching program, Jordan. Like you're the coolest. So without further ado, let's go ahead and meet Jordan from easyscaling.com. There's a link down below as well as her Instagram handle, because trust me, you're going to want more Jordan and her team in your life after listening to this. All right, my inbox besties, besties, as I was letting you know in the intro, we have the fabulous Jordan here, who is one of our contributors to the Back to Business Bundle, which is opening on March 7th, but I'm not going to make you wait all the way till there. Yes, to get the amazing gift that Jordan did have, you are going to have to wait for it. 
But as you guys know, we have our different ways of profit pathways that we've been talking about on inbox besties. And so I definitely want to have Jordan come on and talk about group coaching as a whole, but before we get into how to either add group coaching or start off as group coaching, cause I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can get there and what to do if nobody signs up. Cause I know you're all are thinking that as well, or not enough people sign up. Jordan, why don't you go ahead and let us know your pronouns and introduce yourself. Yeah. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm a business strategist and contract COO. That's what I do the majority of my days, but with this spin on a group program. So almost all of my clients uh, have group programs as part of their business. I've been coaching women on how to launch group programs for several years now, run several of my own in different industries. So have a lot of background in that, in addition to being what I call an integrator or an implementer. I was actually just about to ask for those of us who don't know what COO stands for, because maybe we've never had a corporate job, i.e. me. Um, what does COO mean? Uh, so chief operating officer, chief, op- chief oper- operations officer. And that is someone who really manages all of the behind the scenes stuff happening in a business. So I work with female founders, female CEOs, uh, women running mid six figure plus businesses. And I have a team of about a dozen women and we do all of the implementation that makes the magic happen in a business that size. I'm just like, Oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> Cause I feel like a lot of us, we've got a lot of big ideas, but then sometimes execution or that little bit of the project management aspect of it. And I love it that even though you are, and I believe the title that you used as well as integrator, I know that was a very popular term a couple of years ago, you've narrowed that down even more. So like, this is particularly the thing that we are best at helping with and that COO role and that you have your own team too behind it. I think that's, we could talk about a lot of different stuff in this interview, but I said group coaching, but before we get into that here on inbox besties, besties, we know that it's not all sunshines and rainbows when it comes to running an online business, either, whether you are scaling it, whether you're just starting out and there are just some moments where you're contemplating to yourself, I kind of think I want to go get a real job (laughs) or, you know what? I think I'd want to work at McDonald's. Not that there's anything wrong with working with McDonald's, but sometimes you crave that. I want to leave work at the door and not have it follow you constantly. So can you think of a moment either with recently in your business, or maybe when you were first starting out that you were just like really in the thick of it and you're like, Oh man, this sucks. Yeah, I for sure can. I mean the whole, I I've, owned one business or another for the last decade. And I didn't quit my nine to five until a little over a year ago. Um, that was something that just absolutely terrified me, but I finally did. I quit my nine to five and, um, decided to start a new business, but I didn't know what it was. And a couple of months into that, that journey of trying to figure out what do I really want to, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, I've been an entrepreneur for like eight, nine years at that point. Like, what do I really want to do? And I thought I wanted to be a mentor. I thought I maybe wanted to be a coach. Turns out I don't really like that very much because I'm maybe a little bit too much of a control freak. I like to be in the weeds in people's businesses, which is why being a COO is a much better fit. But, um, a few months into that, I, I actually, I didn't just think it, I actually applied for several jobs because I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I I don't like being a mentor. This isn't working. Getting clients is like so hard. I feel like I'm struggling every day. Uh, and it turns out I was just trying to make something work that really wasn't 
the, the best fit for me. And I didn't end up taking any jobs. I said, no, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to figure it out and fell into, um, this new business in, in July. And I'll never go back now. There's no way (laughs) I can, if y'all could see the smile, I'm very sure that you could hear the smile when you switched in this current role. So you would start it off as sort of a business coach and a mentor, but you realize you didn't like sort of that sort of tactical piece. So I know a lot of people who are probably afraid to pivot or try new things. How, how did being a COO happen? Was it just like you were helping out a friend or you're just trying to test some things out or how did you stumble into this thing that makes you radiate so much? So I had, I had tossed around this, this concept of like a contract COO a couple of times because I, this is the first business. My easy scaling agency is the first business I've created myself. My two other businesses previously, I was a co-founder and in my last business, it was very apparent that like, you know, if you've, if you've read the book rocket fuel, you know, that ideally you have a visionary and an integrator in your business. And I was very much that integrator and I loved that role. And so I was just kind of thinking on this idea of like, maybe I can do this for like other people, uh, and not just be a co-founder, but like be a contract CEO for several people. And so I just happened to have an old client of mine who was needing some help with, with actual implementation. I was like, okay, I think I can do that. And, you know, I made up my first package and we tried it out. And then within a week, I found someone else who was also interested in that. And so within a couple of weeks, I had two clients. It's <laughs> like, That's okay, awesome. this is a sign. I should just go all in on this. That is absolutely awesome. So I love that sort of trying again and not necessarily just grasping it. So I was really sort of looking at like what parts of those businesses that you did love. And we'll put a link in the show notes in case you guys want to check out rocket fuel as well. I think it's a really, really good book. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that are like, after they read that, it was like, where do we find these COOs? So I think that that's just so awesome that you're out there and you're helping people sort of implement. So when you had decided to start applying for jobs. I've got to ask, were they in sort of the COO-esque sort of field? And also I want to thank you for being brave enough to say that because I think that a lot of people are like, ooh, nine to fives. And they'd never admit that they're like, yeah, I'm going to apply for a job. Like I'm not going to burn all the bridges. Yeah. Um, they were, they were kind of like project manager type roles. So similar, but you know, like within a company, I was really a lot of what I do is project management. And so I was leaning into that a little bit. I was like, maybe I'll get my project management certification. I'm just going to go the safe route. Like someone's going to pay me. Like the thing that really, that I found was hard was, or that, that pushed me that way was the selling was so hard, like selling myself as a mentor, Mm -hmm. um, or as a coach, I was like, I just feel it didn't feel aligned. And so I felt like a lot of this imposter syndrome around that. And, now, I, I mean, I don't even feel like I have to sell. <laughs> so, no. and I, so I think that, that like to, can demonstrate like how powerful it is to really be truly aligned with like your expertise and what you do. Oh, I absolutely love that. Like I said, I just want to thank you so much for sharing. And again, it was, well, I'm applying for all these jobs. Like, why can't I be this type of mm-hmm. person? 
And we had talked about this in another interview that's going to go live in a couple of weeks when we talk about pricing your products. And it's, it has to be the one that's confident out of your mouth. And like, I can just tell in your body language when you were talking about being a coach and mentor versus like now where you're just like, yeah, people, I'm, I'm good at this and people <laughs> just want to buy it. And it's just so nice to see. Yeah. So, um, throughout this iteration, and I do love how you were an entrepreneur who had other like that you were working in nine to five. Cause I think a lot of the time you sort of just glorify, like, like I said, burning all the bridges, but no, you did the side hustle thing for quite a while. But when you decided, um, after working with that former client as sort of being her contract COO, and then getting another client and again, then you had to probably build that agency because you were so busy because everyone wanted you and needs those skills. So, so bad. How did you figure out that group coaching was a thing that you guys were really great at help facilitating? So that actually goes back to my, well, it goes back to both of my businesses. My first business was in college and scholarship prep. I started that with my mom. And after a few years, I added an element of group coaching. And it was just so powerful working with students and parents in groups. They were way more bought into the process. They were way more likely to show up and do the things, you know, so I got experience with that. I also ran group coaching in, in several of my jobs that I had, uh, different group programs. Uh, I worked in nonprofits and, and in higher ed for also almost a decade. And then my second business that I started was called Fem Mastermind. And that's what we did. So we did business masterminds and then eventually pivoted into doing coaching uh, to teach women how to launch really powerful group programs and masterminds. So I, we did that one-on-one -on -one teaching them about that. Uh, and then of course did a group program ourselves <laughs> on how to do group programs. So it would, it was just this background expertise that I had from forever. Um, so it, it was just kind of an obvious, uh, an obvious thing to integrate into what I was doing with my clients who are mostly coaches. That makes a lot of sense. And I think, especially when you are in that coaching realm or even that service provider realm, and you're trying to figure out that one-to-many model, I think that going sometimes from coaching directly to courses, while that can happen, I feel like coaches got a coach mm -hmm. <laughs> that that's like that one thing that I feel like it's like, oh, I like the automation and I like this, but like, I miss the people. <laughs> yeah. And and really like creating a course takes such a different part of your brain. And, and, and it's just a way different process to put that content together. It's way more like analytical as far as like structuring things and figuring out the ideal curriculum. And I find that really the best way to do that is with a group program, because even, even after working one-on-one -on -one and then doing a group, I still hadn't nailed my curriculum for my course. Uh, so it took several iterations, uh, working directly with people one-on-one -on -one and in groups to really nail down that curriculum that was going to be the course that people actually would go through and then complete the transformation because we can put a course out there, but is it, is it what our clients really need in the right order at the right time? So I do have a question with this. This might seem like a bit of a personal question. I think everybody probably is thinking it. So how do you, if the structure is a little bit different than you would creating a curriculum for a course, how do you actually like sit down to create a curriculum for a group coaching program? Like, do you just mm -hmm. have like outcomes? Do you have like milestones you think about? Cause I think some of us, it's one of those where it's just like, but like, what do I take these people through? <laughs> what do we yeah. do? Yeah, totally. So always starting with what are the outcomes? 
So I like to start big picture. What is your why for creating your group? Not only for your clients, but also for you. So like if you want to create a group because you need more time back uh, or because you want to create a curriculum for a passive course long-term, you may create an atmosphere that's very different than someone who's like, well, I want to create a group because I want to create community for my clients. It's a very different why. Uh, So knowing that ahead of time is super helpful. Then taking that a step down to what are the outcomes that you want your clients to achieve? And, and ideally one, (laughs) because I mean, you maybe resonate with this. I'm sure you like, you're a typical visionary. Like you have a million (laughs) ideas. There's a million things that you can help people with all of my clients. Everyone I know is the same way. Uh, and we want to cram way too much into our Mm -hmm. group or into our course. So like, what's one outcome, one transformation that you can promise by the end of this program. And then from there, okay, well, what are the non-negotiables that people need to learn in order to get to that transformation? So really whittling it down to like the bare minimum, like I said, non-negotiable information that they need uh, by the end of the program. Gotcha. So I do want to go back actually to step one and that is how would a group coaching program be different if you're essentially test running it for a course versus if you want to create a sense of community, like would there be like certain deliverables, like things you're providing that's different? Is it just the vibe going into it? How I think it's different. It's just the vibe and, and it's going to determine like the elements of the offer, right? So mm-hmm you can be a lot more bare bones if the purpose is just to develop a curriculum. So I worked with, um, a client a couple of years ago who was in land investing and she wanted to create a course about land investing, but in order to do that, she wanted to run it live as a group first and figure out what are the things that people really need help with what's basic, what's not, because she was like, I know all of this stuff so much that I'm not sure what the important pieces are that people need in a course. And so that was a pretty bare bones course, you know, like two calls a week for like eight weeks, no fluff, no like community based stuff like bonding Mm -hmm. or, you know, building relationships. Whereas for other, other clients, uh, that piece that creating an intimate community is so, so important. Like they want to do uh, stuff that's going to connect to their members outside, maybe accountability partners or uh, things like hot seat coaching or nights, just a very different vibe. Uh, and you can, you can create your offer based on, on that. Uh, so for the client that was into the land investment, like, did she have like, what would it be like 16 topics? So it was like eight weeks and two calls a week. And then it was just like, this what we're tentatively going to talk about, but like things could change depending on the questions or just you sort of like stick to like, these are the topics we're doing everybody and you're coming along. Yeah. So she did the two calls, but she actually broke them up. And, and I thought this was a really cool way that we set it up was one was based on education. So like an hour long call of like, come, I'm going to show you how to do this stuff. I'm going to teach you. And then the other call was like an open Q and a office hour. So come back. If you didn't implement this week, let's implement together on the call. Let's see what questions came up. So that was a great way to, I think, hold people accountable to have that second call. Uh, So not 16 topics, more like eight topics, but yeah, you have to keep it fluid and adaptable. And so um, when I created my first 
iteration of grow with groups as a group program, which is now my course. Um, I had, it was six weeks and I had the topics lined out of like this, what we're going to talk about week one, week two, week three. And I always recommend that people do some type of intake survey at the very beginning, as soon as people sign up and ask them, what are you really excited to learn and list your different topics and maybe some other things in there and let them pick out the things that they're most excited about. And so I did that with grow with groups and the responses were not at all aligned with the curriculum that I had planned with the topics. So I had to totally change things around before we even started. Um, and then did the same thing mid program and then the same thing at the very end. And so that's why now my course is eight weeks instead of six weeks. It's like totally in a different order than it was originally. Uh, so that is kind of a, a good way to, to get that feedback and figure out if you need to flex things around. And do you think that people are okay with that in the group coaching style that like, it's like, oh, but on the sales page, you said we were going to tackle this and this and this, and this, and now we're not talking about this as long as it's based on the step two, where you talk about the outcome. So as long as they leave with a group coaching, is it a big deal if it's not exactly what you said at the beginning that you were selling? So that's one thing that I actually tell people to do is when you are marketing your program, you have your list of non-negotiables, but you're not selling a course. It's not pre-packaged. It's not pre-recorded. So you can list out the information that you're going to teach people, but you don't need to say week one, we're going to do exactly this. Like keep it more flexible from the beginning. And you can even say like, this is going to adapt to what exactly you need to know in the group. Like the actual people, if you've got 10 people in your group and they all say, I want to do this for another week, or I didn't understand that. Like we need more of that. Of course, they're going to be totally happy if you're adjusting your content to them specifically. Oh, I love that so much. Now this one is a Kate only selfish question when doing a group program, is there a certain level of access to you as the creator that people need to get? Like in the one example that you had, I know that she was available for those office hours once a week. Could, was there like a Facebook community or like a Slack channel or Voxer, or is it again, depending on, are you looking to build a community or are you looking to kind of flesh out a course? Yeah, it totally depends on what you want. Like what, what is your, again, what is your why for creating the group and balancing that with what you think your clients need. So I'm a big fan of having some type of community outside of the calls for people to ask questions, whether that's like you said, a Facebook group, um, it can be Slack, it can be Voxer. It's like whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, and I have some clients who they, they want to have that community, but they don't want to manage the community. So if they have team members or co-coaches or, you know, something like that, that can, that can help manage that community outside of the calls, you can do that as well. So I think, I think when people think about group programs, they sometimes think that there's like this perfect formula of like, I have to offer this and this and this, but it's, it's so flexible and you can make it work for exactly what your business model is, what your clients need and what you want to do. Oh, I love that. I probably should have asked this earlier when you had mentioned one of your former businesses, but I've always wondered what's the difference between a mastermind and a group coaching program? Or people uh, using the term wrong. I mean, I think my personal opinion is that they're essentially the same thing. Masterminds, I think, do have a lot more focus on the community and on people within the group supporting each other. 
So that's the big difference that I see, but that's kind of how I like to run group programs anyway. So for me, they're essentially the same, uh, but for some people you may want to, you may think of a group coaching program as being a little bit more structured and a little bit more of you as the leader facilitator or expert, and everyone's getting everything from you and less so that they're supporting each other. But my personal favorite way is to have people in the group supporting each other. It's a win-win for everyone. So a lot of times I use them interchangeably. I think a lot of people use them interchangeably, but uh, if they, if they are using them to mean something specific, that's usually what it is. Okay. That was just always sort of one of my questions. So, I mean, we've covered a lot in such a little amount of time. I've got like a insane amount of notes for myself. So we have decided on our why and what we want our people's why to hopefully be what they can be able to get out of this. We've decided on the outcome, hopefully just one outcome that we can facilitate. And I'm going to go with that. We'll probably dictate roughly how long our group coaching program last for, because I noticed that you had said that originally one was six weeks, but then you decided to do eight. So if it's a smaller outcome, it can be a smaller length of time. Correct. Yeah, definitely. And another way to think about it too, is for, because some groups can be six months, 12 months long. That's still a great model for a group coaching program. And so the best way to decide which bucket you fit into like long or short is, is your program going to jumpstart someone's journey or like purely provide education? That is a better fit for a short-term program. Also for like a smaller transformation, short-term program. Uh, But for something that's really meant to provide ongoing support, maybe for like uh, a situation that they're in or an ongoing, um, like a business mastermind is a really great example of something that makes sense for longer term because you're not providing specific education. You're really providing that ongoing long-term support for like the situation that someone's in in their life, which is running a business. So ongoing support, longer, quick education, shorter. Email marketing is tough. From figuring out what freebie to create to actually getting people there, signing it up, and never mind when it comes time to send that weekly newsletter, having the nerve to go ahead and hit send. You know what shouldn't be tough? Figuring out how to do all of those stuff in your email service provider, which is why I want you to check out ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the only email marketing software that was created by a pro blogger for pro bloggers, and they make it ridiculously easy to find out what your open rates are, have multiple freebies, but only send your welcome series once so you don't seem like a weirdo. And of course, guys, they come with stunning free landing pages. And guess what? As a listener of Inbox Besties, you can actually get a free 30-day trial to take a look under the hood to see how much easier it is than your current email software is. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK to claim your free 30-day trial of ConvertKit. Once again, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK and claim your 30-day free trial now. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to ask the million dollar question because everybody is probably thinking this now at this point. Um, what happens if we try to sell this bad boy and not enough people buy? (laughs) I feel like it's a fear, not necessarily zero people buying, but say like three people buy or two or just one, one person buys, like, what do we do? And I know that your, your course, and I don't, 
know if your gift goes into a lot about the marketing. I know it's a little bit more structurally, um, your gift that you have for the back to business bundle about group coaching, but like, what, what do we do if we don't hit a threshold or we just hit one person? Yeah, that is definitely the million dollar question. And I will say a lot of, a lot of that goes into two things. Well, Mm -hmm. let's say three things. And I was just chatting. I had a group call last night we were talking about this. So, um, mindset hundred percent, thousand percent. I'm not a mindset guru, but I know how important it is. And it's why I have two coaches. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mindset is absolutely critical because people feed off your energy. And so if you go into it, not confident in your price, not confident in your offer, you know, what you're talking about earlier, wasn't confident in what I was doing. So it was impossible to sell. Um, And so mindset is big. Strategy is big. So a lot of times people go into a launch, like I probably can't curse. Um, so they, they go into it kind of just like, um, without a full plan and they're winging it kind of by the seat of their pants. (laughs) Yes. A lot of people are winging it when it comes to their launch. And so that can be a big mistake. Uh, and then the actual, so that's, that's more strategy. The third thing is like your actual, actual execution, of Mm -hmm. your strategy. Uh, so if you don't have your systems in place, you don't have things prepared in advance. Uh, so you can have the best strategy, but if you don't actually fully implement it, you're going to have problems. So those, those are the three big things that I see that can impact whether or not a group actually fills or, or not. Uh, but let's say you do the thing, you get one person. I, I agree. Zero is not that scary because you can pretend like it didn't happen, but one to two people signing up is definitely, I think people's biggest fears because it's like, then what (laughs) do I still run this group? Um, and I think there's a lot of things that you can do. I have had, um, I had a client who just started working with me and she launched a program last year and she, she was like, well, you know, I just got one person. And so I asked them, will you, will you just, do you want your money back? Or do you just want to wait till I launch it again? And they were like, I'll just wait till you launch it again okay, great. That there's a solution. Uh, so there's, you know, not so fun things that you can do with that. Hopefully you don't have to refund anybody. I think move full steam ahead and still run it as a smaller group and find ways to, to fill it. Uh, even if you're giving discounts to people, I've done trades with people. Uh, so you can maybe go to someone who, you know, would be a good fit. If they have something that they can offer you, you can offer them a free spot. Uh, I like to run scholarship offers and I actually like to run scholarships ahead of time as a pre-launch strategy. So sneak peek into that a little bit, but I was going to say this is insider stuff, everyone. I'm like, Ooh, that's <laughs> especially for, for like lower ticket, lower ticket in, in quotes, like anything less than one to $2,000, a scholarship offer, I think is a great fit as a pre-launch strategy because you can automatically you have one person in and then everyone else who applies for your scholarship is, you know, eligible for a discount. Uh, and I've got freebies for that, uh, on my website as well, if we want to drop that somewhere, but, um, there's just all kinds of strategies, friends and family discounts, you know, last chance things, invite your current clients. Maybe you have one-on-one clients that you can invite into the group to fill a couple of spots. There's so many things you can do. And so like, it is a fear, but it's one that can be addressed, you know, it can be addressed by your, your mindset and your strategy and your execution of your launch, but then it can also be addressed on the back end with some of these other uh, snazzy ideas. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Now, 
because of that, I've got to ask, and then I'm sure we'll wrap it up because I definitely want you to let everybody know about your back to business bundle gift and all the other amazing things you have and where to hang out with you on social and all of that greatness. How long typically loaded question are launches for group programs? Like when you're strategizing them with your clients, I'm sure it's, I'm guessing it's probably different depending on their audience size, because if they've got a giant audience and only five spots, you'd think that they'd be able to fill them sooner than somebody who's only got a couple hundred people. So like, do you guys have like a general rule of thumb? It's like, oh, like we talk about this thing for like two weeks, uh, an open close. What? I'd say it's it's kind of, it's pretty similar to launching like really anything else in that it's like you said, it's going to depend on your audience. It's going to depend on how warm they are. It's going to depend on what the offer is. What's the price point? Are they familiar with this topic already? Are people already wanting to work with you in some kind of capacity that, a group program offers them a way to do that, that maybe they couldn't before. So it, it just, it depends on so many things, but, you know, short four weeks, ideally, um, all the way up to eight to 12 weeks, depending on, you know, some of those other factors. And we do have in the, in my free gift is some launch time templates and marketing ideas and things like that. Oh, that's excellent. So why don't you actually go ahead and tell everybody about one of your, we call it a popular pick gift because I'm like, that's good. That's fantastic. So one <laughs> them know about what they can get when they go to the back to business bundle. If you guys go to back to business right now, and it's before March 7th, you can sign up for the waitlist and you'll actually be able to get access to everything early. Cause we like to reward our waitlist people for that. If you're listening to this, the back to business bundle is over. Don't worry. Jordan has other cool freebies. We'll hear about in a second, but tell us about your back to business bundle gift. Yeah. So my gift is my group program starter pack. So it has some super nerdy stuff in there, like a planning checklist, step-by-step everything you need to do when you're planning out a group program, the actual group program itself, but also the launch and then the delivery. It has a group program calculator in there to help you with figuring out your pricing. Uh, There's, like I said, launch timeline templates and marketing ideas there's a welcome packet template, which I'm obsessed with. I think welcome packets are so much more fun than onboarding emails. Uh, so there's mm-hmm. a template in there for that. And then there's some sample workflows to actually show you how you can save time and plan a lot of this onboarding, like nuts and bolts stuff ahead of time. Um, again, to save you time, but also to really wow your clients and give them a great experience. I absolutely love it. Like I said, I don't know how I get people to give me such cool things. For free. Like, I know it's only, it's like a week. We can have like, it's only like a couple of days. And I'm just like, man, this stuff is amazing. So if people want to hang out with you either before or after the back to business bundle, what free goodies they do you have and where else can they find you online? Yeah, I've got a few things so they can find me on my website, easyscaling.com. And you can find my socials on there. I hang out on Instagram. My handle is Jordan Shonda King, but it can be hard to spell. So just go to my website, easy scaling. You can find my Instagram. Um, but I have a how to scale with a group program masterclass. So it's about 40 minutes mm-hmm. walks through a lot of this stuff that we talked about. In addition to some things like, um, how to create an application, some of that workflow stuff that's in, in the gift. I talk through a lot of that and it's got a, a nice little workbook that comes along with it to, to help you walk through some of the planning and the ideation for your, for your program. And uh, then I do have that scholarship process template on my resource page as well. 
Oh, now I'm going to ask you one more question. So if somebody is like, yeah, all this stuff sounds pretty cool, but word on the street is you're an implementer and you can set up the stuff for me. If someone's a little bit more interested in your agency side, are you guys currently taking clients? Um, what does that process look like? I'm guessing there's probably a wait list. Um, how do you help your clients with all of this? Yeah. So you can definitely apply for a call with me. So I do uh, free consults that is also linked on my, my website under like the work with me section. So you can get on my calendar. We can chat through everything that you've got going on, see if it's a good fit. Um, but yeah, we're, we're a growing team. We're at about a dozen women now. And so we're, we're always looking for amazing clients to work with. That's exciting. So what do you do for your clients in that aspect? Like, do you like help, like create promotional materials and things like that nature? Is it more like curriculum? Do they just come to you with the pieces and you guys like actual schedule or does it depend on the package they pick? It, it depends on the package, but typically what we do is we work as, you know, like ongoing an ongoing partner in your business. So this is great for people who they've maybe got a VA or maybe they have a couple of people on their team, or maybe they don't have anyone on their team, but they're at the point where they really need to scale and they need help to do that. And we do it all. <laughs> so I have a very diverse team. I am like the strategy person. I like to live in the big picture, but also in the delegation and the details and the quality control. And so um, we do everything from planning out your launches, creating your sales pages, setting up all of your checkouts, um, developing your graphics. We, we do social media management as well. Um, but it's, it's a big focus on my side on like 90 day planning, uh, so that you're actually, you're actually planning this stuff in advance. And we know when projects are going to happen instead of just always kind of scrambling, uh, and, throwing spaghetti at the wall. as I say. Yes. <laughs> so if I know that you guys are all like literally banging down Jordan's digital door right now, but if in two weeks you're planning on launching something, she's not your girl. Like, don't get me wrong. Get her freebie that we've got, get her courses and all that sort of stuff. But if you're actually looking for her agency to implement things for you, we're looking at 90 day plans here, guys. Like, yeah. I don't you thinking like, Oh, tomorrow we can get this done. Yeah, we can, we can get things done pretty quick, but yeah, ideally we've got some notice. All right. And is there any one last piece of advice that you have for people to either implement group coaching or just in general from your entrepreneurial journey that you want people to really walk away with? Hmm. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately and I kind of mentioned it earlier, but, um, make sure you've got support. I mean, at every level, like when I first started, I had to have support to get me over the many humps that are on this roller coaster of a journey that is entrepreneurship. Um, but then as, as I continue to scale, as I see my clients who are making, you know, multi six figures, like they have a lot of the same struggles. Right. And so having support, whether that's a business coach, whatever it is, uh, you've, you've just, you've got to have it absolutely at every level. So kind of unrelated to everything else we talked about, but I think it's so important. It's going to be like my new soapbox. I'm going to be talking about, I think. No, I am 100%. And it is this interesting, like, oh, well, like there, there are coaches who coach coaches. No, neither of us are coaches who coach coaches, but both of us are like, y'all need a coach. You yeah. need a VA, like get some help. If you need somebody to help with household chores, hire somebody to come clean once a week. There is nothing wrong with you for getting help. 
Yeah. And you're going to find that you end up making more money. Cause I know that was something I was really nervous about. Am I going to make enough money to support these people? If you have the people in the right roles, or if you just let Jordan honestly handle all the people in the right roles and you just <laughs> hire her, like you're going to see that ROI and it's going to make things easier. So thank you so much for coming on and we'll chat with you later. Thank you. So fun. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.